Wow, I'm Sione. I'm so important. It's true. <laughs> uh, dude, so what happened with your neck? What's going on? You okay? Yeah. No, I, I would call it. Uh, I was doing some neck workouts. Yeah. Like the kind where you just sit on the bench and you kind of put the plate on. Kind of. Oh yeah, God. That and, sounds uh, awful. That's why I don't work out because so I don't hurt myself. On one of the reps, it really tweaked it out. I put. Put two 45s on it just to test it out. Holy I couldn't handle shit. it. Bro, no. <laughs> I no. no. It was a lot. It was a lot. I learned my lesson. <laughs> At least you're not the guy who does like neck raises on the leg stand or the leg curl machine. I've seen oh. that. <laughs> I've seen that guy. You're like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> so is this is this podcast a sham as well? Yes. It's a sham. On a Thursday. It's less of a sham than the Tuesday one though. <laughs> Here's Sione. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Alright guys, we're gonna get this started going on here. We are Lunchtime Football Talk with your elaborate co-host, or elaborate group of hosts. My name is Sione, we got Stevie G. Hey, what's going on guys? Another sham of a podcast. It's a Thursday today. Yep. Don't know what's gonna happen on this one. Uh, we have uh, gloomy Buckeye Burt here. Gloomy Buckeye Burt is uh, an understatement. Very disappointed in what the Buckeyes did in uh, Purdue, but we'll move forward. You know, we'll get past it. And last but not least, at number one in our hearts, we got uh, Nate of the <laughs> Sinister Six. We're back for another week. We're late, we know. Don't get too mad at us, all three of you listening out there, but uh. Yeah, that's triple digits, right? Hey, there you go. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get into all of this uh, recap of last week, which we normally do, we have a special segment called Conspiracy Theory with Stevie G. <laughs> the truth is out there, everyone. It's spooky season. Spooky <laughs> season. And this is a hot ache that's about to get real spooky. Well, tell us. Everyone, uh, before he starts off, everyone in all the audience should know that we're all wearing our tinfoil hats. Oh yes, if you have a tinfoil hat out there, put it on, because otherwise this hot take will seep into your brain and will control your mind. At this moment, Steve has stood up, there's a chalkboard behind him, and he's... He's, he's got a clockboard and some thumbtacks. A lot of charts and graphs and all sorts of fun stuff. So, how do three SEC teams end up in the playoffs this year? Uh... Not as hard as you think, actually. Granted, you need total chaos for this to happen. But I was sitting there, and I don't know what I was listening to, but they said something, they joked about three SEC teams. And then all of a sudden, I'm reading ESPN a couple days ago, and the Eliminator was on. And there are still, what, five SEC teams, six SEC teams that still have a shot at the playoffs. So you're like, wait, this actually could happen. Who are the six? So you have Bama, LSU, Florida, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Kentucky. Granted, one of those games is going to play itself out this week, Another one's gonna play itself out next week, so this could all change. But currently, you have six SEC teams that could make it to the playoffs with Texas A&M being a fringe team. How this works, three SEC teams getting into the playoffs, and again, this is total chaos. LSU beats Bama next week. They end up winning out, going to the SEC title game. Bama continues to win out, only has one loss, they end up not going to the SEC title game. So one loss Bama, not in the title, LSU in the title game. Whoever wins, LSU versus Florida, wins the East, ends up going on to the SEC title game. So now you have LSU with a win over Bama, a one-loss Bama, and whoever wins the SEC East. 
So the winner of the SEC East goes on and beats LSU in the title game. So now you've got LSU who beat Bama, who the people in the charge of the power rankings absolutely love, plus the winner of the SEC. Not to mention... So that's two SEC teams in the, in the playoff now. Yes. Okay. Not to mention you have Texas A&M on the fringe who lost to Clemson and Bama. They're currently ranked one and two. So where this could potentially happen, Texas loses to Oklahoma State this weekend. Continues to win on. West Virginia loses once more. Texas ends up facing Oklahoma in the Big Ten title game. Red River shootout, round two. Beats them again. So now you have a two-loss Big Ten champion. Clemson loses. Big 12. Yeah, I'm sorry. Big 12. I get confused because the Big 12's got 10 and the Big 10's got 14. It's (laughs) it's all kinds of whack. So then you have Clemson gets upset at some point and ends up losing the ACC title game. So you've got a two-loss ACC champion. You're going to have a two-loss Pac-12 champion. It's just going to happen. Ohio State loses again, but beats Michigan. You have a two-loss Big Ten title team. And then Notre Dame loses one game. So you have every single champion besides the SEC is a two-loss team. You have the Pac, which they've talked about week scheduling. You know, you have the Big 12, and there's really no playoff team except for Oklahoma, but if they lose twice, they're not considered a playoff team. So now all of a sudden you have three SEC teams that would most likely be ranked in the top six. Plus all of these two lost champions, Notre Dame loses. So then you have, you know, your Central Florida, if they win out, you know, where do you put them? But it was just kind of a funny thing because you're sitting there and you're like, wow, the way ESPN Power Rankings guys love to overrate SEC teams, we could end up seeing, you know, three or four teams in the top six. And if chaos strikes with the other champions, what happens? Well, I contend that the ranking people do love SEC football way more than us Westside haters out here. I don't think they can conceivably put a two SEC lost team in over a Notre Dame or a one lost Notre Dame or a one lost Clemson. Strength of schedule. I know, and that's what exactly what they lean on. I hope they wouldn't do that. I can totally see it happening though. Like I, I said. I hope they wouldn't do that. This is, if you didn't put on the tinfoil on your head before this started, you were warned. Very tinfoil theory, but uh, it could happen. I got a solution. Why don't we just have the SEC and then move all other power, co- power five conferences to the FCS? Let's just only play SEC teams for the rest of the year because that's all that matters and that's all that's going to be in the playoff. Let's just have a playoff of the entire SEC. But you think about that, and granted, LSU most likely won't beat Alabama. Alabama most likely will not lose to anyone at all. They're going to steamroll, but... I think Coach O has something else to say about that. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh, is that Coach O again? Not again. But if absolute... No, it wasn't. It wasn't Coach O, it wasn't here. False alarm. If absolute chaos strikes... Would they put three SEC teams in there based so on strength the schedule, resumes? On your theory here, who's the not the the SEC team in there? The not Notre that, Dame or Clemson or what? Who's the? Uh, it would be who's the number four? Most likely the winner of UCF. The, I don't know if they put they, UCF because strength of schedule, but I think it would be the winner. Man, it would be it would if be they won out again and they get gypped again. True. Reigning oh, national champions. Those Florida people are going to smoke a bunch of bath salts and burn this <laughs> whole country down. Hey, I think can it, we can we also remember that USF is undefeated. Yeah, yeah they, they are going to lose this they're, week. Who, they're no. they're a sham. Can we USF also can sham. we also Truly recognize strong. that USF has played 
nobody, and, and they have not one big. They oh. let up. They gave up thirty points to UConn. Civil yeah, conflict, hey. man. No, that's UCF. <laughs> oh, that's UCF. That was that was, See, that was our first game of the year. Stuff. First game of the year treat. Yeah. But um, I think it would be a two-loss Big Ten team. I have a solution to the SEC conundrum. I just vote that when the next time NFL takes on expansion teams, they just move Alabama straight up to the pros. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Agreed. Alabama versus the 49ers or Cardinals this oh, year. Oh, man. Who wins? <laughs> um, now, Steve, next time, I want you to come up with a theory of how Utah can make it to the, to the playoff. Uh, we rewind and oh, we the, beat Washington State. As a two-loss team. Washington. As a two-loss team. every other team in college football loses every single game <laughs> the rest of the year, there is a chance. How many, how many plane crashes have to happen? <laughs> but, like, that's total tinfoil theory, but you could almost believe it. It would be, you know, LSU, say, Georgia, Florida, whoever wins the SEC title game, and Alabama. Oh, you have your music queued over your section? Oh, I no, sure that's do. the next part, right? Yeah. So, kind of a kind of a fun hot take, you know. I've been stewing on this for a couple days now. I think I heard it on Monday, and I was sitting there. I'm like, "Whoa, it is possible." Well, I came in on Monday morning, and it was you know 5 a.m. because you know I get here early, all right. And Steven's over there in his corner, bloodshot eyes with the chalkboard written up on everything, and he's looking like he hasn't eaten in a week's <laughs> coffee pots in next to me. The coffee the bur- pots burned in out him. cigarettes. Just in a the bunch of cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he was looking rough. All the all the strings connecting all the photographs. <laughs> That's how we got here, folks. <laughs> all right, now we are going off to our pick and recap. Ten guys. Eight. So we picked six games as always. We had Oregon versus Washington State, Michigan State versus LSU, Colorado Washington, Michigan State Michigan, NC State Clemson, Utah USC. Um, overall records this week, uh, taking out the bottom, Siona and I both went four and two. And Robbie and Steven both went five and one. It's a good oh, week. Boom. Solid week. Yeah. So that brings the overall records to me and Robbie tied at the top, uh, at the top of the rankings with 34 and 13. Steven at 27 and 20, and Sione at 25 and 22. Dang. Um, big surprises for the week. We had Washington State pulling off the upset against Oregon. How I'm, not about that? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I should have. I should have <laughs> picked Washington State. I mean, game day, first time they're there. That place, they estimated there were 20,000 people at game day. Everyone in that crowd was absolutely hammered and on something else. Because they were, they were the, ra- that was quite possibly the rowdiest game day crowd I've seen. I mean, that was just nuts. And they kept it going all the way until game day. Yeah. You know, until the, until the game kicked off. Gardner Minshew, mustache. <laughs> Justin Herbert, no mustache. Advantage, Washington State. <laughs> We forgot to, to, to factor in the mustache uh, quotient. We didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> um, no other really big upsets that we picked. Um, Utah. How do we feel about the Utah-USC victory? Uh, so good. We looked exactly how I thought we'd look in the first quarter, which was trash. Yep. What I wasn't expecting is to reel off 34 unanswered points. Um, the last three quarters, it was one of the better Utah offensive performances that I've seen in my life of being a Utah fan. But I had a feeling we'd come out sluggish in the first quarter. I didn't know that Utah was winning because the first highlight I saw was the, the scoop and score by the, by the Yeah, so, so the first one went for on fourth down in midfield, which you gotta love the aggressiveness, but in hindsight, rather would have punted it. You know, the massive throw, he is being sacked, throws into double coverage. I don't know how they're gonna come that ball. 
I do not know how he caught that ball in the end zone. Unreal. The scoop and score, but then we just slowly started doing our thing. And I think honestly, you know, we had that fourth down in the red zone. We ended up electing for the field goal to only be down at four points. I think that was the right call. Going for it on fourth down twice in the red zone against Washington, I think hurt us. I think the way the game was going, the kick was definitely the right call to do. We needed some points, get us a little juice. I think if we went for it on fourth and we would have not gotten it, it would have definitely defeated the entire team. Yeah, this, game? this game this game makes me optimistic in knowing that we can sort of overcome a little adversity from the start there. Because I mean, let's be honest, we got out to an awful start. That pass should have been picked off. Double coverage, they're both on it. They're just sitting there in the end zone. The dude caught it. And the fumble, it's like, you know, got some mental mistakes. But like, if we can come back from down 14 when everyone is completely, you know, the crowd was completely taken out of the game. We're like, oh, here's here's Utah football again. We're down by 14. We're not going to climb back from this one. Hey, we're our, back. Our offense is going to sputter. We're not going to be able to do, do anything. But... I'm really happy we were able to show that we could actually come back from a 14-point deficit. Guys, I think we're looking at the anti-Utah team. Anti-Utah, yeah. Utah team. We, I am so accustomed to us getting a huge lead early in these big games and then squandering it as the game goes on. Um, big takeaways, we were able to win the turnover battle. That was huge for us. We got two interceptions off of JT Barrett, which is fantastic. Daniels. Daniels. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, wait, we did? <laughs> JT Barrett, yeah, he's out of the NFL now. He transferred back and he's uh, going to, <laughs> to extended graduate school at USC. TJ um, Barrett. Our offense was able to really control the ball. Time of possession was super in Utah's favor. We were able to stay on the field when we faced adversity, which was huge for us. Towards the end of the first half, I saw us blow a big play on a holding call, get pushed back, and we were still able to convert on a big third down. Um, I was super impressed with that. Throwing the ball down the field, which I'm so, it still takes me off guard every time I see oh, that. I'm flabbergasted. Every time he drops back and hucks it, I'm like, wait, what? Staying aggressive. We came out first drive of the second half, and I fully expected us to do what we always do. Try to control the clock, run the ball, get predictable with our offensive play calling, but no. Big bomb, number 25, wide receiver, running down the field, Jalen Dixon. Big completion, 40-yard something gain. It was fantastic. It was great to see. Huntley completed the ball to nine different receivers. Zach Moss dominated on the ground with 136 yards running. Defense played physical fast and created opportunities for turnovers. It was awesome. This looks like a legit Utah team. I am super excited. I'm buying in. So you think Utah-Washington State rematch for the Pac-12 title game? I sure hope so. It possibly could be. I mean, I think not that was the stupid ones, game. but... Yeah. We, we can't lose a stupid game. And I mean, Washington State's just looking better and better every week. So when we look back on that loss, like we had the opportunity to win that game. Like we could have easily won that game. So how about Hunt throwing for 340 yards? That's yep. craziness. Completed 76% of his passes, four touchdowns. About three games in a row over 40 points for Utah. Like when, when has that happened? You know, 123 versus what, 59? <laughs> I thought you were going to say 123 years ago. That's what I thought you were going to say. Out of the 125 years of Utah football. (laughs) It was a a crazy year back in 1890, whatever. The last last three games, 123 points scored versus 59 allowed. That's pretty good. That's great. Pretty good. Pretty good. Very impressed with Tyler Huntley right now. Yep. He's played some great football. Any letdown games this last weekend we saw that we watched that we thought were overhyped and then nothing happened? Or um, other way. Not overhyped, but I mean, obviously the Buckeyes, huge letdown there. I mean, oh yeah, the Buckeyes game, sorry. They absolutely blew it. That was... Purdue absolutely put the smacking on them. Which we were all kind of thinking like, ABC night game in Purdue, 
could happen. It did happen. Yeah. yeah. Just a fired up crowd. That highlight from the wide receiver screen to that Purdue guy, yeah. where he just dodged yeah. like three guys. I saw a highlight. He's of like his... five foot six. Oh, yeah. I saw a highlight of him squatting over five hundred pounds though, and I was like, "Holy yeah. crap! No wonder this guy. This guy's a yeah, beast." Real great tackling on that play that you guys sent me to, <laughs> where uh, Ohio State defender wraps him up, has him, and then just kind of stops. Dude just runs right through. I think it was Rondale Moore. It yeah. just keeps running right through him and goes to the end zone. It's like, dude. Can't arm tech look at that strong. What are you doing, man? So, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, I think it was the defense just looked terrible. Offense is just bad all around. That's all I have. <laughs> I think not really a letdown game, but kind of a bummer. Uh, NC State Clemson. I was hoping that, that was. A, yeah. I was hoping that would be at least somewhat interesting. They jump up to a twenty-four nothing lead at half, and you're like, ah, it's just. I think the pack was just as crappy as we thought they were going to be. They said yeah. Clemson is, is on fire. Six years he's yeah. been there. Uh, four, and I think this is his fifth year in college football because I believe he transferred from Boise State. Oh, okay. Uh, he had a terrible game. I believe. Yeah, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football. But that Clemson defense just made him look silly. And Travis Etienne, again, three touchdowns. Just yeah. a, a beast. Uh, LSU-Mississippi, ugly game, kind of as we expected. Best part about that game were those helmets. Oh, oh yeah. the purple uh, helmet. So yeah. cool. Color changing. Michigan-Michigan State, boring, boring, yeah. boring. That was a Big very boring 10, game. boring battle. <laughs> There was one point in the second where I thought, was it the second or was it the third? Uh, Michigan had that turnover deep in their own territory. It's like, I thought the Michigan State was going to just charge back, but I mean, that Michigan team is showing resolve. I think kind of similar to Utah, it's, we're seeing a different Michigan team than we've seen in the past, um, where they just have the able to fight. Mm-hmm. And I loved, uh, I loved with Devin Bush over there trying to kick up the, uh, the oh, spark. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a cat catler. Just, Kicking, that was embarrassing. Like, really? What are you doing? That was like, so embarrassing. That was such a bad look. Bush League antics. <laughs> That's right, Bush League. <laughs> um, I don't think there were really any other letdowns. Um, I like I'm going like to say it. I'm, I'm let down that Oregon didn't play a better game. They got down early, and they tried to rally late, and they weren't able to pull it off. I was, I was a little bit Dude, they were off from the very beginning of that game. Yeah, they had, what, two false starts and a muffed... Muffed snap. That I was so should surprised. Have, that should have been a touchdown for Washington State. That was called back because of oh, the safety. Team. Was a yeah, safety. yeah, that very first drive. Yeah. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, um, not not good. I think they were intimidated by the atmosphere. It's it got to be what it was. Just a crazy. Did anyone see any funny uh, game day signs? Oh man, not this time. I didn't really I didn't see. No, they had they had more flags than signs. I think this yeah. past this past weekend, but. Um, I guess just recapping a couple more games. So the group of five games that we picked, um, we had uh, it was number 21, um, Cincinnati versus Temple. Temple pulls off the outright upset in overtime, um, 24-17, knocks Cincinnati from the ranks of the unbeaten. Yeah, I was watching that game too. Yeah, kind of an ugly game, as you'd expect with Temple, kind of a low-scoring slugfest. And then we picked uh, North Texas and uh, the UAB Blazers. And uh, the Blazers came out and they uh, won 29-21, six and one, sitting at four and zero Conference USA. Happily Those jerseys, though, yeah. UAB's jerseys were so cool. Happily in the driver's seat. What were they looking like? I'm know. gonna find a picture right now. The man, coolest mascot, dragon, coolest jerseys last week. It, it was awesome. And then I guess uh, UCLA won two in a row. Nebraska finally got a win. Yeah, I like they, they uh, put they, they mm-hmm. poured the Gatorade on for the <laughs> first win. <laughs> hey, they, they needed something, but they got Bethune Cookman this week. I think you know go two and zero. 
I think uh, Nebraska should hopefully start a historic to, to black turn the college university. Yeah. yeah well, didn't Bethune pull off a really big upset last season? Ooh, For some know. reason, I'm thinking they pulled off something big, and I, I I don't exactly remember what it was, but. Do you guys have an image of a. Oh. Got the white helmet, dark gray jerseys, like this lime green. It looks really cool. That's what they did in their, uh, what, year, two years away from football. They designed uh, with the awesome jersey dragon. Oh, yeah. Super cool. That's way better than that one jersey Florida had that one year that was a alligator oh, pattern. That looked like that alligator. Oh, yeah. That was a that terrible was so idea. You know, what, you know what uniforms I do like that is along the same vein is the Oregon ones where they had the orange shoes with the orange yeah, socks. The yeah, the ducks. Yeah, the like the white that pants so and then cool. like the green top. And then they were trying to look like a real duck. A duck those yeah. ones were actually kind of cool. I, I love that idea. Ones. But yeah, the gators ones were just disgusting. I remember that one. It just looked like it just looked like <laughs> they had like mold on their jerseys or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they left their jerseys. Just crawled out of the mud. Yeah. You any signs or no before we jump into the next section? Uh, uh, I pulled up some, it was just quoting Mike Leach pretty much and then just saying, Don't wait another 15 years to come back. So, how many old crimsons were flying around? <laughs> wait, there were more flags than I have ever seen. And what was funny, there were really weren't you know, you always see how there's multiple different school flags flying. It was almost entirely Washington State. I mean, they showed up, they were proud. I mean, just a, a great scene. Tons of flags. The one flag that I noticed was, it was the Washington State Cougar regular one, but it had like crossbones underneath it. For the so pirate, it Mike Leach. Up. It was really good. I was yeah. like, that was a nice one. They call him the old pirate. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so this leads up to our, I guess, our final segment. We have nothing else to talk about, right? Top four? Uh, we'll do top, top, four. top four. That's right, we have a shakeup, don't we? We didn't do yeah. top four last we week. We do have a shakeup. We'll do it this week. All right, top four, quick. Let's see, what do you got, Steve? Uh, Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU. Ooh. That's two. the AP top That's 25, AP exactly. Top 25. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, was I was trying to pull up the rankings to see who all they had the... Book Ibert, what do you have? <sighs> Saddens my heart to <laughs> say that the Buckeyes are not in the top four. Oh. They'll be back. That's the first one. This They'll, be back. They'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully, no, we'll see. Uh, I got, yeah, I got Bama, Clemson. And then it's, I want to put Michigan in there so badly. I don't know if I can do it though. I think I'm just gonna have to be boring and just go with Steven and go with the AP top 25. I think I got Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU. I'd probably put LSU maybe at three, Notre Dame at four. You couldn't SEC put- SEC bias. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't put Michigan in there. I couldn't do it. And then go back to Ohio with people in the eye. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Screw it, I'll put Texas up there. Just kidding, Ooh. Texas deserves to be like 14. Right. We just swap Washington State, Texas, six and fourteen. Just swap them. Nate, uh, what do you got in your top four? So I'm going with the AP top four teams, just in a different order. Of course, Bama's got to be number one because they're pretty much an NFL team. Um, number two, I'm going to say is Notre Dame. Number three is LSU. Number four is Clemson. I'm still ah, not really four. For I'm Clemson? not sold in. I, I don't really like ACC though. Like I, I'm kind of biased against that. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to do very well against adversity in the playoffs. I think they're—I fully believe they're going to make it there, but I really—I think it's going to be interesting to see a freshman going up against that big Alabama front or any of these big SEC teams or even Notre Dame for that matter. I don't know though. Bro. That that defense and that and Travis Etienne—they can keep them in any game. Yeah, True. Yeah, I don't know about that. But a quarterback can always throw the game. To branch off what you said about you don't trust Trevor Lawrence. Where's Kelly Bryant going to land at? What do you, what do you guys think? 
Alfred Whispers and uh, UNC, which UNC? is weird. He also what was the other AC? Syracuse. I, I, I heard Syracuse. I bet you he goes cross country. He goes to either Oregon or UCLA. I bet he comes to us because of Utah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it could be that, or he could go to. Uh, I don't know. Could Oregon, there's going to be a big vacancy next year, so that's possible. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, who's going to be gone? And I think that scheme really fits his skill set. That would be crazy to see him at Oregon. UCLA also could be a good fit for him. Did you guys watch any of the UCLA game this past weekend? They no. were they were huddling up and lining up under center. It is not Chip Kelly's Oregon offense at UCLA. At least not what I saw. And it could also be they had Wilton Spate in there. Um, but they were huddling up. They were going under center. I was like, wait. Is this a Chip <laughs> Kelly team? Like, yeah, uh, Chip Kelly has his guy, his dynamic quarterback. Jalen Hurts going to be there next year? Ooh. He had, why didn't he transfer this offseason? I feel yeah, like I if he was going to transfer, he would have done I thought it. he would have. Once the ring. Yeah, yeah okay. maybe. He's going to have one year left, right, then? Is that what happens to him? I think so. So yeah. he's going to have two rings where he didn't play? <laughs> well, he played in the, yeah. the last one. He got benched. And I think yeah. I heard something that he's staying there to work on his like mechanics and all that kind of stuff because rather than sitting out a year, you know, he gets work, the work on everything, yeah. work on your mechanics, and then go somewhere else, be the guy, put up huge numbers, and then try at the NFL. I heard something like that. What if he does that and then grad transfers to Auburn because Stidham leaves? Wow. Hot take. What about... Um, I, I don't know if the Auburn fans would allow him to set foot on campus. I'm sure they would. I think they'd be happy because he'd give all the dirt on Bama. Because he would have an inside view over there, yeah. Is, uh, is Shea Passon gone after this year for Michigan? And doesn't he have two I don't know. years? I think he's I got another year. I don't know yeah. if his draft stock is that high. That was a, that was a what do you call it? I was going to say, if he's gone, Kelly Bryant could go to Michigan. True. <laughs> and I, I think it depends on how Michigan finishes the season. If there's kind of that unfinished business to attend, I, I could see him coming back. Um, but he's only really played like three quarters just, of a season. Total. I was just wondering if he was a senior or not. Or no. I think no, he's, he's a junior. junior. Like wrench. And he had, he well, had a sophomore. sophomore yeah. Yeah. He had a special exemption to transfer. Yeah. Because... Uh, Oh yeah, my top four uh, is Alabama. No, I'm gonna say Notre Dame. Number one. Number one. Uh, I'll say LSU. Number two. Clemson and Texas. Oh, so man. he's a junior. <laughs> Shea, Pat- Shea Patterson's a junior. Okay, so he's okay. gonna stay there for at least another year. All right. All right, and now we're here for our final segment. It is, you know it, we all know it, and we're all scared of it. It is <laughs> Nate's Sinister Six. <laughs> all right, guys. Good six thing. games, as always. Um, we've got some pretty good ones this week. Not as good as we have in the past. This is like our first down week, I feel like. Um, so our, the first game we're picking is Washington State versus Stanford. We have an injured Stanford team, wounded both emotionally and physically. Going up against a really red-hot, Mike Leach-led Washington State. What are, do you think, guys? Are they wounded academically? Academically? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think so. They're going to be just fine in that matter. I'm going Leach, because you know me. I back Leach. Yeah, I bet against them last week. I'm not betting against them again. Stanford's favored. I think Washington State comes out a little bit flat to start the game. But uh, Garner Minshew is, I think, quite possibly the best quarterback Leach has had in this system. Vegas knows something. Stanford. Ooh. Vegas knows something. Uh, No, I'm just saying. Vegas knows something. Stanford is favored. I'm going to go Washington State. Okay. (laughs) Vegas. But I would not be surprised in the least bit 
if Stanford won this game. No, I don't know why, I have this weird feeling about this game, where I feel like Washington State's just, they're trying to put together this story of, oh, we're so good, we're on this big uphill trajectory, and then the Pac-12 eats itself. So I would not be surprised if Stanford won this game. They had the same story last year. They went like six and zero and lost to like Cal or something like that. Yeah, just really. That was right after the USC game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fully on board with the Washington State train yet. While I agree with you guys that I think the Pac-12 grinder could claim another victim here, I think Gardner Minshew brings a special dynamic that. Nick Falk wasn't that his name? That Nick Falk Uh, wasn't able to provide. Luke Luke Falk. Luke Falk. Yeah. He, he wasn't as dynamic as a quarterback. I think Gardner Minshew keeps him in games, and I think Oregon is a much better opponent that was just completely, like they didn't know what to do, completely neutralized by Washington State. So I'm feeling comfortable picking Washington State in this one. All right, the next one is NC State versus Syracuse. So we got NC State coming off that big loss to Clemson. Were they legit, were they not? This is a good opportunity for them to kind of get back on the horse a little bit against a team that we thought might be legit in Syracuse. Or this could be the battle it, of the irrelevance. Is it at the... At Carrier Dome. Is it at... Okay, I'm taking Syracuse. Syracuse are gamers. They're, I like them. What is it? Grunge Dungey? Is he Is he healthy? Is Dungey healthy? Does anyone know? Uh, I haven't watched any bit of Syracuse I since thought he got benched game. last week. Oh, I have no idea. I think I heard somewhere that he got benched. I didn't uh, watch the game. I'm still I'm pretty, taking him. I'm pretty sure they benched Grungy Dungey because he just was not playing well. That's a mistake. Yeah. So... Oh god, they lost a hit. I was feeling really, and they barely beat UNC. I was gonna feel really confident with this pick. Now not so much, but I think Syracuse at home, um, bowl eligibility on the line, a chance to pull off an upset. I think Syracuse wins it. The Carrier Dome's a, a shop of horrors. I think I like NC State in this one, just because if they're benching Grungy Dungy, then I don't believe in their quarterback, and I'd much rather believe in Ryan Finley, even though he couldn't do jack shit against Clemson, but that's Clemson, that's a different story. They're a whole different beast. Uh, I don't yeah. think Syracuse's defenses uh, to the level of Clemson's, so I think I'm going to go NC State. Uh, I'm going to agree with Robbie here. I think that Syracuse, in the midst of quarterback controversies, is about to walk into an angry hornet's nest that is the NC State Wolfpack right now. I think they're mad. I think they're embarrassed. I think they're ready to take it all out on the Syracuse Orange this week. Mmm, they make some juice. Even yeah. split. All right. So the next game we're picking is Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. I swear we've picked so many Mississippi State yeah. games this year. <laughs> they're always just they're hanging around. They're hanging in there. Um, I'll just take A&M. No, no, I'm gonna take Mississippi State. I'll have no reason to. I just want to pick against A&M. <laughs> Yeah, it's at Davis Wade. I don't know why Mississippi State's favorite by two. I got AM. This is gonna be a super ugly game. Mississippi State, I think after last week's performance, it brings their in-conference point per game total down to like 11, 10. Um, I think Texas AM is just a better, better team all around. Only two losses, Alabama, Clemson. They also can throw the football where Mississippi State cannot. So I got AM in a low-scoring, ugly slugfest. Yeah, the last uh, the last four games, Mississippi State has scored 28 against Kentucky, 13 against Florida, 23 against Auburn, 19 against LSU. All pretty low scoring games. Three, three against LSU. Oh, three against LSU. Sorry, yeah, you're right. And six against Florida, seven against Kentucky. Sorry, I mixed those up. So a lot worse. Way, <laughs> way, 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 way worse than I just said. I was just looking at the left side. I didn't realize those were losses. Um, yeah, I don't think Mississippi State can move the football like at all with uh, Nick Fitzgerald. I think he's totally lost his luster that he ever had. So I'm going to say Texas A&M. Uh, I'm going to agree with Stephen and Robin this one. I think Texas A&M is the best they've been since Johnny Football walked off campus. 
Um, not to say that they're that good. I just think they're playing pretty good football right now. I don't think Mississippi State's very good. Um, they have like, they're like borderline. I feel like there's a case to be made for them each and every week, and that's why we keep picking these games, but they just haven't been able to prove that they can get it done when it really matters. So, Texas A&M. Um, the next thing we've got is Penn State versus Iowa, 17 versus 18. I'm going Iowa. Man. Scrappy Iowa. Yeah, I like Iowa right now. I think last week was a game they absolutely needed. Uh, Stanley was like through for 80 yards or something, like really low, super high wins, but they actually established the ground game. Um, smothered Maryland, kept them scoreless. I think Iowa wins a squeaker. Um, this game last season, I don't remember it. It was like the last second walk-off yeah, touchdown. Yeah, walk-off touchdown. Fantastic game. I think Iowa comes back in and I think they pull it off. Um, Another low-scoring slugfest, but I think I think they win by three points. Yeah, I like Iowa as well. I think their their defense is on point. I think Penn State is skidding out, um, and I like you know Iowa's. Uh, <laughs> I like their Big Ten tight ends, so I like Iowa. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick against you guys. I'm going to go ahead and go with Penn State on this one, only because McSorley. I'm still a really big fan of his. I think the only hope that Iowa has in this one is they bore Penn State to death with their ball control offense and they managed to stay on the field, but I think Penn State is legit enough where they can create some turnovers, make some exciting plays when they have to, and really just win this slugfest. But I'm predicting a pretty pretty low scoring game, kind of back and forth, ball control, like the turnover battle will probably decide it. Typical Big Ten game. Typical Big Ten. Um, the next pick, your next game is actually gonna be Steven's group of five game of the week. Wait a second. How come it's not BC versus Miami? This is I, I so I much said, ACC bias here. I said that in the Slack. We should pick it. Two, two, five, two teams. Um, Everyone here hates the ACC. They're the best conference. <laughs> the ACC. Take it away. I love it. Love the ACC. I want, I'm taking Miami. I don't know what we're talking about. Sorry. I want to know. What do we say now? What in this game? Which game? So in the, the fifth game moving forward in the Sinister Six is gonna be Stephen's group of five game of the week. Oh yeah, okay. right, number five. Perfect. Uh which one did I pick again? Georgia Southern App- Appalachian State. Oh that's right. Fun one. That's actually tonight. That just yep. kicked off. DVU is they, up that, seven on Baylor right now as we That speak. kicks off in thirteen minutes. Are they both one loss teams? Both one loss teams, both three now in the Sun Belt. Appalachian State for the first time in the history of the program, ranked twenty-fifth. First time being in the FBS, they made the jump in 2014. Um, if you guys have watched Georgia Southern, it's a really fun offense to watch. Spread triple option. A lot of really good running backs that have come out of there. A lot of really good running backs. Appalachian State, I think that they're coming out. That is one of the hottest teams since they joined the FBS. Um, I think they win. I think they stay undefeated. Um, it's at Georgia Southern, but you know, those boys are so excited about being ranked. First time in program history. I think Appalachian State's it. I love App State. I'm going with them. Two of my friends went there for wrestling, though. Okay. Never forget when App State upset Michigan. <laughs> I'm going App State all the way just because I could not care less about <laughs> either of these teams. Um, yeah. Was that the year they won the FCS National Championship? Yes. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, it was in that 2007 to 2009 era. <laughs> yep, I'll see. Some, some restaurant in North, in North Carolina should do like an app special. Like if they win out. <laughs> appetizers are free. Yeah, yeah. appetizers free for one hour. Free apps for App State. Okay, guys, I'm gonna have to. 
I don't get very many opportunities to pick a triple option offense. Nice. So I've got to do it. Nice. Georgia Southern wins a very close game. Maybe a couple big runs by their triple option. I don't know. This is a game I'm actually going to watch. I'm really excited about this one. So I'm going to go Georgia Southern. All right. And the final game of the week is Florida versus Georgia. This is a big SEC duke out. Oh, wait. That was the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, I hate Florida. So I'm going Georgia. That's the only reason why. Nice. Solid I, analysis. <laughs> I too am going to Georgia, but I have a spicy reason why. Florida has been preparing for this Georgia offense for the last couple weeks. Georgia asserts Justin Fields, his legs propel them to the victory. I said I had a spicy take on why they win this one. Mm. I think Justin Fields wins this game. That is spicy. Very spicy. Oh, jeez. This is one of those games where it's... I have no idea. I literally have no clue. Like the SEC to just me, pick against Florida. The S, <laughs> like everyone else in the SEC besides Bama, I just I can't I can't like arguably like justify one over the other. I just don't know. Like this team does this thing really well. This team does that thing really well. You know, Florida's finally kind of got their offense going a little bit. Their defense is smothering. Georgia has the better offense. Their defense is well, it's not where it used to be. It's just like there's so many balancing factors in this game. I have no clue, but I'm just gonna go Florida just because I want to see the Gators win just because they're the lower ranked team. <laughs> I think this is gonna be a really close game. Uh, I'm giving the edge to Georgia here though because I think they played a little bit better football and it's gonna be played at Georgia. So I'm just leaving that way. So Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Yeah, neutral oh, yeah, site. It's a neutral site game. Oh, man. Most largest outdoor they cocktail play party. Yeah. Well, oh well. I'm going Bulldogs. I like that mascot better. <laughs> I do have one more group of five games. I like how all that, what uh, Robbie said, he could have just said, with the top of game for me. Yep. <laughs> could have been summarized in, you know, two seconds when I took 45, so. Sorry, listeners. Why not? No, it's fine. Get some, get some good takes on there. Uh, one more group of five games, South Florida versus Houston. 21 ranked South Florida. 7-0, 3-0 in the American. Houston, 6-1, 3-0 in the American. Um, games at Houston. Line is currently Houston favored by 7.5 points. I think Houston outright covers. South Florida is trash. They have barely won all their games. They had charged back to barely beat Tulsa by three. Literally a last second field goal. They surrendered 30 points to UConn. De'Eric King at Houston is a very dynamic quarterback. Uh, I got Houston pulling that one off. That'll be a fun one. Are they trash or are they hot garbage? Dumpster fire is the trash. What is the temperature of this garbage? Uh, how hot is it going to be in Houston? It's smoldering right now. It's going to be probably 80, 80 degrees in Houston. Is there about so to be a spontaneous combustion? A humid 80. This game. <laughs> a, humid a, a wet, humid 80. Um, no, like they just, they don't look very good. I mean, yeah, they're 7-0, but their resume is really bad. They barely beat the team. I'm taking beat. South Florida. Same. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. The only reason I'm picking them is because that is my older brother's alma mater. <laughs> nice. I mean... I don't know anything about these teams. I think South Florida <laughs> like, is just barely getting in there. I'm going to go Houston just because I'd like to see South Florida get out of there. There was a time somewhere in 2000 where South Florida somehow made it to like the number two team in the country. Yes, they the did. Big East. Yep. I can't remember. Back when they were in the Big Back East. Back in the old Big East. Okay. That must have been... Well, it was like 2004, I think? No, I think it was later than that. I think it was like two years before my brother went to school there. I think he started in 2009. So maybe seven or six, somewhere around there. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the old also, East. classic rivals, 
Boston College plays Miami. Miami visits them tomorrow, Friday night. I'm taking Miami. Miami loses that game. I don't think they're making a bowl. I got Boston College. It's at Chestnut Hill. It's at Chestnut and Hill. And it's the Red Bandana game. That is their What is the Red Bandana game? I don't know what that means. So the Red Bandana game, there was a Boston College alum who perished during 9-11. He was a firefighter. Um, I believe he was a firefighter. Regardless, he ended up saving a bunch of people, and people remember him because he wore a red bandana around his face to protect him from the smoke. Oh. Um, growing up, I guess, according to his parents, you know, he always wore red bandanas, and so when they heard that a man perished after saving a lot of people, they heard that he was wearing a red bandana, the parents realized it was their son. Um, a tradition that they started a few years back, um, and it's kind of like their version of like, you know, like the blackout game or something. They're really big inspirational game. Um, and everyone wears red bandanas. The uniforms have kind of a, a different look to them, different feel to them. One of my favorite college football games was Boston College versus USC during a red bandana game. And Boston College ended up winning like 45 to 14 or something. I mean, it's usually the fans are fired up. The team is fired up. It's a really kind of big, important game to them. I think Boston College ran away with it. I forgot whatever that, they used to have they had a running back that was for the Heisman a couple of years ago. Andre Williams, I believe. That's not, that's not one of the for the Giants. All right, well, do we have anything else, guys? You want to say, you want to leave, leave off? Oh, there it is. Yep, the red bandana. That's they don't the red jersey, but they just have like little features, like the red stripe is going to be a bandana, the gloves and the cleats are going to be red bandanas. So if you imagine, cool. listeners, what the bandana looks like, uh, that pattern, whatever that pattern is called. Like, Swirly, I don't know. just imagine like Boston College. It looks like sperm. Paisley, imagine Boston College. The team of Boston College people walk down the streets of Southern LA, and the Crips <laughs> jumped out and were like, "Hey, you know what you do with your jersey? A little bit of this." <laughs> they got fashion tips from Southern South yeah, California. Yeah, SoCal. Um, All right, guys. Why is he designing their jersey? My last thing. We're hitting yes. the, the best time of the year. We have college football on two days, we have college football on Thursdays, college football on Fridays, and on Saturdays. So, Oof. best time of the year. What I a love, time to be alive. What a time to be alive. I love those Tuesday night college ball games. College ball overdrive. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for recording this with me. I'll be putting this tonight. And anything else? We're going to say goodbye. Let's get this bread. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Go Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. Utes have a game against UCLA. Let's hope they don't blow it. UC. LA is gonna get win. out of here. Ah. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.